Island Outdoors Radio. Well, last week we spent some time on the South Dakota prairie chasing the swarms of snow geese from pothole to cornfield and back again. We filmed for an episode of Northland Outdoors Television. You know, it's fun to hunt snows in the spring because you can shoot as many of them as you want to if you get the chance to shoot that many in any case. But it's also just fun to see the massive amount of birds migrating north, You know, something that everybody should see at least once in their lives. Tim Bogenschutz was someone who'd never seen it before. He's with, he's with us now here on the radio show to talk about it. Uh, Tim, have you recovered from your trip yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I... Um I uh, laying on the ground. I thought maybe I'd get a little achy, you know, the old rutabaga, not rutabaga, but uh, arthritis would set sure. in, and it didn't. Oh. So everything was fine. Good, good. It's uh, I was I was glad we were able to bring you out there. And when I first told you about coming out for this trip, what went through your mind? What did you think when I when I said? Hey, well, you I think over the years, being a photographer and loving to take wildlife pictures you always think of those classic shots at sunset and the red sky and and you know a million birds up there uh we didn't really get any of that but uh you know i certainly wasn't disappointed because uh you know i got out there on a on a sunday night before i caught up with you guys uh you know i was just out driving around you know jumping potholes and i found my first group and and uh, yeah i mean almost right away yeah yeah you, you get to south dakota and here's here, yeah. here's what you find but i saw 500 here 200 there you know and then every little pothole and they're all over the place uh you know there was a half a dozen ducks or geese or something on them and in the area you'd see another flock flying so you know the excitement started to to happen and and uh, build right away and uh, you know, by the time it was all over, I mean, I got some pretty spectacular photography and some saw some huge, huge flocks flying. It was cool. I want to talk about seeing that first flock again here in a second. But first, when you look back at the trip, you think about what you had expected going into it and what it ended up having it, you know, what ended up happening. Was it what you expected? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, and the thing that's fun for me is that I, my expectations were somewhat limited. You know, if I had seen a, a huge flock once upon a time, maybe a hundred thousand in a flock or something, and then, you know, went there and saw 10,000, it wouldn't have been quite as fantastic. But uh, what I, when I saw 10,000, I was impressed. Yeah. It's a sight. It's quite oh, it a sight. Talk about the sound of it. The sound is, uh, it's almost deafening, you know, uh, um, where we were at, um, there was it was they're they're hard to get to. They're hard to get close to because, you know, they they sit in the middle of uh, you know sections where you know you can't get to them. You can't sneak up on them because there's no trees hardly. So, but once once they get up, if something spooks them, it's like oh my gosh, you can hear it for miles. Yeah, the sound of the wings. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw a big feed of snow geese like that lift off a, a cornfield, and it sounded like a jet taken it, off of the it airport. It does. Yep, it does. It <laughs> sounds like a couple of them, actually. Yeah, so, I mean, you know when something's getting riled and there's something in the air because you don't have to see it. You don't have to be close. You can hear it. There's just, a, there's just a, an impact in the sound, you know, it just hits you. Tim Bogan shoots our guest here on Northland Outdoors Radio talking about our trip to South Dakota to chase snow geese last week, filming for Northland Outdoors Television. And as you mentioned, you had your camera with, you were taking photos, and you did some video. That first big bunch of snow geese, the 10,000 snow geese, you actually took some video of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did a little uh, video that's up on uh, Northland Outdoors. And, uh, you know, I just started out by showing a couple of 
videos, a couple of little clips and, you know, a couple, you know, most of it was snow geese, but there was a couple of Canadians in there. But as it goes on and they get, the flocks get bigger in the very last one, it's like a minute, eight seconds, something like that. But the last maybe 10 seconds is the big one. And it, it's like, I've had a couple of people say, it looks like a swarm of mosquitoes, yeah. you know, it's, the sky is just black. Even even more than mosquitoes, because those yeah. birds, I mean, it's literally, you yeah. can't see through the birds. Yeah. They're so thick. It literally is that black sky. Uh, the hunting was tough. The hunting was tough over there, but there were a few times where uh, we did get to see some big flocks of snow geese working over the top of us, and that's a little bit of a different vantage point, isn't it? I think that's the exciting thing for me. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rifle hunter and I'm a bow hunter, but bow hunting, you have to be very patient. And so, I mean, I didn't have any problem laying in these blinds on the ground and, and just looking up at the sky, you know, it was a beautiful blue sky. But when, when these geese started coming in and, and some of the ducks, when they would come in on us and they'd fly right, I mean, that one time, were they widgeons that, that Widgeon, we saw? Yeah. I swear I could have reached up and grabbed it right out of the air. It was that close. <laughs> but we had about 60 of them come in and they were all, you know, they had their, their the, the snow geese were all, you know, what do you call it when they kind of nod back and forth getting ready to land? Yeah, we, we call it wing tricking when they start yeah. dipping and diving yep. and flipping over. And it was so exciting because it was just like they were on us like radar. They were coming, they just kept getting bigger. They were coming right straight at us. But then something spooked them and they flew. But, uh, you know, uh, that's, again, somebody who's an old bow hunter that sits in the tree and likes to see, you know, chipmunks and squirrels and anything that moves in the outdoors. I mean, to sit and watch that was just fascinating to me. Well, it's, yeah, like you mentioned, it's the, the widgeon, it's the mallards. It's, I mean, mm -hmm. have you seen pintails come that close to you with those yeah. big, long tail yeah, feathers that's, before? that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and the colors this time of the year are so vibrant. I mean, when you saw the the mallards and the greenheads and and the the redheads, the they're just they're just brilliant. It's like somebody's flitched, uh, flicked a light on. Um, so it's fun to see that. You don't really pay attention to that unless you're a, a duck hunter or you know you get out there and you're specifically shooting photographs of the wildlife in the spring. Spring is the best time for those ducks. Oh, and, yeah. And you, you don't get as many pintails in Minnesota. They're more in the Dakotas. And you don't get them with those big, long sprigs or those big, long tail feathers in the fall when we can mm -hmm. hunt them. So a lot of times guys will be out there in the spring hunting snow geese and those pintails will come bombing over the decoys and you'll see those long tails and it's like, just I just want to shoot one. <laughs> just want just want to put one on the wall because I can't shoot them like that in the fall. I wonder how many different species we saw. You know, uh, golden eyes, uh, you know, uh, you know, that's something I get up at the cabin in the springtime. I love watching those. And, and there was tons of them. You, you know them better than I do. But. Talking with Tim Bogenshoots here about the spring migration in South Dakota. We had him over there last week uh, hunting snows and just driving around and, and looking at all the waterfowl that were heading north. We were with Mid-Migration Outfitters filming for uh, Northland Outdoors Television, an episode that you'll be able to hear or watch, I guess, uh, the old radio guy. I mean, you'll be able to yeah. watch it on television coming up later this year. And uh, what happened, I guess, did anything happen that you didn't expect out there? Um, I, don't, I don't think there was anything that, that would have surprised me out there. I, I just think that I think the most enjoyable part was uh, getting that close to these coming in on you and, and laying there and watching them land almost on top of you. Um, I think that was probably it. And, you know, it's pretty hard to, it's pretty hard to ignore about 10,000 of them getting up and the noise they make. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, not just the wing noise, but this this constant squawking. squawking. Oh my gosh! Wah, 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 yeah. Wah, wah. Yeah. And, you wonder and, how they get any sleep. <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. Because they never stop. No, they don't stop. They're when they're flying. Wah, wah, wait, let's land over here. Wah, 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 wah. And when they're sitting on the water. Wah, yeah, wah. And, and they and they they do it at night too. I mean, right. they're flying at night, which uh, I think maybe that might be a surprise to me. You know, you'd see ribbons going just all over the place. I mean, it just looked like a ball of string up there, just uh, all different directions. And, uh, you know, as it got dark, you could still hear them. They were, they were up there mm-hmm. in the total darkness. So that was kind of interesting. Especially on those, those real bright nights. With yeah. The full moon, yeah. We migrate. had about a half moon, but it was a bright, was bright moon. Yeah. yeah. So what'd you think about the white fronted goose or the speck? Speckle belly. You know, they're pretty. They're, you know, we saw, we jumped some of those on the ponds. They'd like to, they, they laid uh, on the mud on the edge of the ponds and stuff or walked around. And so I got close enough to them to get some pictures, uh, you know, when I was jumping them, driving around in the car. Um, you know, there, uh, there was about four or five different species of those. Uh, you had, you call them blacks. Oh, the, well, they're, yeah, they were the dark geese and the light geese. Yeah. So your dark geese are your Canadians and your yep. specks and then some of the small, like and the cat blues and lessers. And, and blues are actually a part of the white family. Yep, snows yeah. and blues are yeah. all, yeah, it's just a different color And the speck is part goose. of it too, right? Speck is considered a dark goose. Oh, it is. Yep, so okay. the season and the spring is closed on those. So, I mean, it, it was, uh, I, I learned a lot. You know, I, I've never really been a fall hunter. So, I mean, uh, the, the bottom line was I've seen a lot of these and I kind of knew what they were, but to actually observe them and watch them and see how they, they act in the spring like that, it was fun. What were you thinking when you were driving home after it? I kept thinking of my, one of my son-in-laws is a big fall hunter. And I thought, gee, you know, it'd be really kind of fun to come back out here with him. So once you experience something that, is enjoyable like that. I mean, I don't even care if I, I shoot any. I think I did finally shoot one, but I'm not the best shot. But, you know, it'd be fun to come out and, and uh, with my son-in-law in particular because he really enjoys this kind of stuff. So, Well, you can see Tim's video at northlandoutdoors.com. Tim Bogan shoots. Glad we were able to bring you out there on a snow goose hunt. Like Thanks, Fred, bringing me there. Yeah. I will say one more thing. Okay. These guys that set these decoys up. <laughs> yeah. They work. That is work. I mean, uh, you know, we were we were set up that first morning, and we hunted, and they didn't like where they were at, and they picked up five. What was it? Five hundred, maybe. Oh, that was like twelve to thirteen hundred decoys. <laughs> that many. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, they picked up thirteen hundred decoys, and they moved them what about five hundred yards in the same field. Mm-hmm. And we did have better luck then, mm-hmm. but that was work. So, I mean, I, I was very impressed. And the dogs, it was fun to watch the dogs. Uh, you know, they work, they sit right there until you tell them to go and away they go. And, and uh, so it was, uh, that was a lot of fun. And I thank those guys for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a great time. I love to do it. I absolutely love to do it. And I have the same thing. Even if I don't pull the trigger that much, I just like seeing it and, uh, and being out there next year, Tim, I think, I think we should film a trip from Arkansas to Saskatchewan <laughs> following. We, the, we might have to get a, what a fund me. Fund me, <laughs> <site>. fund me yeah. <laughs> Let's get it done. All right. All right. More Northland outdoors radio is on the way. There's a new, uh, walleye club that's starting up in the twin cities, twin cities, walleyes, unlimited. Joe Roach is starting that. He's going to tell us about it next year. Northland outdoors radio. 
listening to Northland Outdoors Radio.